Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, welcome in. Three dudes with a view, Tuesday edition. <clears throat> My name is Del Kennedy. Okay, Coach, what's going on here? It's not me. Somebody's not muted. I'm there trying you. to get mine back up. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't kick off. There you go. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. I am the owner of Kennedy Broadcasting, and I am thrilled uh, at what's going on here on our stations today. We're doing a simulcast both on WKOM, this station, and our sister station, WKRM. We are partnering with the well to do wonderful things, we hope, for the people of southern middle Tennessee, people in need. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, have we got Mr. York in? Nope. Maybe he'll be here in a minute. Regular special guest dude, favorite son of Columbia, native son of Columbia, uh, and 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. And here comes dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delk. How's everybody? Okay, and uh, we are really have we. This is not. We've got a lot of people here this morning, but it's a good thing. Uh, Jerry Breidenbaugh, who is the uh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party, member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody in Murray County. Okay, one of the things I think we can all agree on, conservatives and uh, progressive Democrats and Republicans, is we can all agree uh, on the need to fight hunger. Uh, and that, that's 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 something that no, shows no political lines. And we are partnering, folks, Ron, Mr. York, we're partnering with the Well Outreach, a food pantry with a location with a uh, location that's presently located in Spring Hill, but soon to open a second location in Mount Pleasant. They are feeding the people of southern middle Tennessee. It's an outstanding outreach. I've been up there several times uh, Shelly Sasson is executive director. You walk in up there in Spring Hill, it looks like a grocery store with all sorts of uh, staples, produce, and even dry goods that people may need for their homes, and people in need can come in there. Uh, I, I think Shelly Sasson is here with us, executive director. How are you doing, Shelly? Good. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. We are so excited to be here this morning and be sharing this fundraiser for the well. Thank you. Well, thank you. But so people can just come in at Spring Hill and uh, it really just no questions asked. They say they're in need and they go shopping, right? Absolutely. We serve anyone in need. We have no geographical boundaries. So families going through a difficult time, families going through crisis, and that can be any of us. You know, if we've lost a job, if we have an illness, they can come to the well two times a month and get a week's worth of groceries. It's about $150 to $200 worth of groceries. It only costs the well $30, though, because of generous donations um, and, you know, resourcing foods and things like that. So a dollar a day, you can feed a local family in need. $30 feeds a family for a week. That's how it works? Yes, sir. That's how it works, yes. It's absolutely amazing, and I have watched y'all in the last four or five years just uh, expand your mission and your outreach tremendously because there's a need. Absolutely. Uh, as little as three or four years ago, we were serving about 200 families a month. 
that's a big number still, 200 families. As we went through COVID, as the rising costs of gas, uh, groceries, uh, rent, mortgage payments, last month, the well-fed, that's a big number, 1,300 families. And we're anticipating serving 1,500 families this month. The need is not going away. And that's, that's feeding families. In addition, you've got that wonderful jetpack program. And I, people get that confused sometimes, I think. And that serves about 1,400 kids a week here Good. in southern middle Tennessee. You're right. That's right. Thank you for remembering that. Um, we support 28 local schools, Williamson County, Murray schools, um, and students who would maybe get a free breakfast or lunch at school. But when they go home over the weekend and there's literally no food in their pantry, the Jetpack program, along with the community partners that help us sponsor it, um, provides four light meals and two snacks, making a difference for students. You and I can make a decision and advocate. They send them home with those Jetpack backpacks on Friday afternoon. Every Friday. Every Friday. We had a a teacher from Mount Pleasant, Seth Campbell, was in here just last week Mm. talking about what what a – he's a high school teacher at Mount Pleasant – it and breaks your heart. He, he was talking about what a tremendous health impact those jetpacks are for the kids that take them home on the weekends. Yes, it breaks your heart. We had a story from one of the uh, Mount Pleasant principals where he caught a, a high school boy. You know, high school boys are always hungry anyways, but caught a high school boy uh, first thing Monday morning stealing ketchup packets out of the cafeteria. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, what are they doing? He followed the boy and... um he was eating them. He was trying to make soup out of it because he hadn't eaten all weekend. And so to hear students, children who don't have food over the weekend, it just breaks your heart. Yeah, it does. But this teacher was talking about how what a tremendous impact those jetpacks yes. from the well were having to make that situation better. Thank and you. Yeah, yes. it's just amazing. All right, folks, call 615-439-2921. Give if you can, please. Uh, $30 feeds a family for a week. Uh, you can go to the welloutreach.org, call 615-439-2921, or go to the welloutreach.org to help out. Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Thanks. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for being here this morning. The, um, You know, Mayor Mulder, one of the things, you and I are both very much out there in public life uh, due to the nature of what we do, you being mayor and me being owner of Kennedy Broadcasting, whether it's out there calling on clients or covering the news or just being a part of the community. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed, uh, you know, I bought these stations three and a half years ago, and that journey has made me realize how many more people were in need here in Columbia, Murray County, southern middle Tennessee, than, than I imagined. I, have, have you had the same journey? <clears throat> well, absolutely. And first of all, let me just say thanks for letting me be here today. When Shelly mentioned what was going on, I, I jumped at the opportunity. I really enjoyed getting to know Shelly and, more importantly, uh, the cause and mission in which she serves. And what the well is doing in our community is is extraordinary. And you're right, Delk. I mean, so many in our community um, have a need. Um, as we were earlier this morning, I was listening, you know, folks that you go to church with, folks that your right. kids are in school with. And so it's so important to make sure that you're reaching those people. And it's really, um, you know, the well I know does not have geographic restrictions, um, but we know that the well's serving a, a majority of, of their 
people are in the Columbia area specifically. And so it's really especially important for me this morning, knowing how much the well does for the city of Columbia residents. And uh, we certainly appreciate all that they do. Well, we are so happy to do it. You're right, Amir. It's about 600 to 700 local families just in Columbia that we're serving each, each month here. So a big it's number. It's just amazing. And, and the Mount Pleasant uh, location for the well, will that be similar to the one you have in Spring Hill? It's actually going to be a little larger. We've been blessed with, um, we're in a 7,000 square foot facility serving about 1,400, 1,500 families a month right now. As we move into Mount Pleasant, it'll be about two and a half times the size. Um, it'll give us the ability to serve those rural communities, Hohenwald, Hampshire, Kolioka, you know, uh, Shelbyville, Lewisburg, Lewisville. And so... Um, It'll, it'll enable us to do even greater work because we know that there, there are people that cannot get to us right now in Spring Hill who need food support. And that new facility, which will be in our Mount Pleasant, um, will actually be in the transit line. So people will be able to get to us through that. It's amazing. And so a family can come in and need. And it's when, when, you, when I go in up at Spring Hill, it, it's set up like a, a small grocery store. You, you can go down the aisles and... Get what your family needs, and that's an amazing thing. And, and you know, Del, to that point, because you're right, the the facility is really a sight to see, and, oh, and the you. the level of thank sof- you, sophistication yeah. that goes into that. And so, I would say, in addition to, I know we're raising money today. Um, but in addition to that, also the nonprofit groups that are in our community, we know that we're very blessed with a number of other nonprofits and churches and organizations that want to constantly help. And, and the well is always looking for, for whether it be volunteers for the Jetback program or whether it be the nonprofits to come together to bring money. I think there's a challenge that could be made there as well. Absolutely. Yes, we have a saying at the well, we cannot, it takes a community to feed a community and we can't do this work on our own. It's too much. It's too many hands and feet. And so we love partnering, like you said, with our churches, with our Girl Scout troops, with our businesses. And together, uh, it's not the well solving this problem. It's together, our whole community coming together to support our community. Right. Jerry Breidenbaugh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party. would you agree that hunger is not a partisan issue? <laughs> I, I can agree from personal perspective. We have a, a food bank in our church. It's a small one, but there's not a week goes by that we don't have several people stop in and take two or three bags of food just to feed their family for the next couple of days. So uh, Mayor Mulder is correct. There's churches all over the city that do this. There are other charities that do this. Uh, the need is tremendous. And... Um, you don't realize it until, as you mentioned, you get into activity or work, whether it be social, political, religious, whatever it is, that you actually come in hand-to-hand, face-to-face contact with these folks. There and the go. need is tremendous. And, and the well outreach does it so well, folks. I mean, they, they are Thank they you. are organized, rested, and ready. They, When families are in need, they are, uh, they're, they're a professional organization. It's there to get it done, to get those 1,400 backpacks to the kids every Friday afternoon to serve, have that grocery store open uh, in Spring Hill and shortly in Mount Pleasant where they're well-stocked, they're well-organized, and they can help a family who comes in who who may be in need. Well, thank you. We work really hard on that. Um, 
this is, it's a hard time when you're going through this. It's very, very humbling. It's embarrassing. And so we want families that come in to feel like it's a grocery store, like you said, to feel like it's a normal, honoring, dignifying experience, that they're not just a number in a line. We have a concept of the well called kinship, and it's about walking alongside. It's about seeing someone. And the gift of food is a one-time relief, right? It's going to help you today. But the gift of kinship, the gift of offering honor and dignity, that's what's really going to change this and give them um, support out of the isolation of the crisis. And so we're thankful to do that work. Kinship, that's uh, that's that's an amazing concept. And you guys, uh, I have no doubt you know what you're doing there. I mean, you, uh, uh, We learn every day, but thank you, COVID and a couple other things. We have the GM uh, looming strike and possibly the government shutdown. So we learn every day and we just put our hands out and say, you know, God, what do you have for us today? And our community all comes together, you know, to love on our community. What an amazing mission. It, it truly don't, is. Don't, yeah, Mayor, what's let up? Let me point out, and as we're reminding our, our listeners to call 615-439-2921 to, uh, to donate today. And the website, thewelloutreach.org. Let me also give a shout-out to the radio station. Yes. I, and, Del, I, I think you're the only one in the room that can maybe fill in these dots for me. But I, I remember as a kid, there was a radiothon. They used to have it on the weekend, uh, one weekend a year, down at the old Middle Tennessee Bank building, which, of course, is now City Hall. And I don't remember which radio station it was or what the cause was. But I remember going in. They would auction items. They had a call-a-thon. And I still remember that to this day. And so I just appreciate the fact that now this radio station is is partnering with such an important community organization to raise money, to raise awareness. Um, and, and so that should be noted as well. Uh, in addition to all the callers that we're going to have that are going to donate money to, the, to this cause, I think it should be noted that this radio station is also uh, an active participant. And so thank you for that, Delk. Mayor Mulder, thank you. And thank you for being here to support the well and to support this mission and this outreach. Uh, it is very important, I think, in my opinion, that we all come together to support uh, the well and other organizations who are making a difference in our community. And I know you have been very active in that even before you were, you were mayor. Uh, and, uh, and and so thank you. The uh, it is thrilling to be here as owner of Kennedy Broadcasting, and there are two stations, this station, WKOM, and our sister station, WKRM, on which we are simulcasting today and tomorrow in support of the well, and it just really feels good. Mm, we are so <laughs> thankful. Thank you. All right. I think we're about to come up on a break. We're going to hear from our friend Paul Goldsmith, uh, who is, uh, I think, to, in his capacity here today, he's just uh, Citizen Goldsmith. He's, uh, That's right. I'm a supporter of the well and want to encourage others in the community to join us. And I understand not everybody on the show is from the same political persuasion. This is apolitical, right? Join in sides uh, today. Can, we can all come together on this. Yeah. <laughs> Bipartisan, whatever you want to call yeah. yourself. couple uh, Day. Don't worry, we'll be back Thursday to scream and yell at each other, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, you can you can argue tomorrow, but I think we can all agree if there are kids in need that need something to eat, we want to do something. And for $30, you can help provide groceries for a family in need for an entire week. $60 would help two families. We got some people to thank here. Uh, so incredible, responded to the need. First of all, Drew from Lister Hill Credit Union issued a $1,000 dollar-for-dollar matching challenge. So every gift right now is going to have double the impact. And uh, Josh took us up on that. His $45 became 90 helping.
helping three families. Uh, Rita gave $35, helping another uh, couple of families. That's how it's done, one family at a time. Let me give you the number. It's 615-439-2921. I know I'll say it again real slow because sometimes it takes a minute to open up the phone part of your phone. I know I hate (laughs) making phone calls anymore. Why do that when you can text? But uh, this is important. The best phone call you'll make all month to give hope to feed a family in need. You know, Shelly was telling us earlier from the well that uh, it's grandparents raising their grandkids and don't have enough to eat. That number is... 615-439-2921. That's 615-439-2921 to reach the Well Outreach Food Pantry, expecting to serve 1,500 families next month as we approach the holiday season. 1,500 families, you know, putting kids to bed, not knowing where their next meal is going to come from. As a dad, I can't imagine what that would feel like. And we're just linking arms today across the aisle, just doing what we can to feed these local families in need so the well can serve everybody in need from Mount Pleasant to Spring Hill and the entire southern and middle Tennessee region. There are no geographic boundaries. If you need food, come by the well. They're going to help you uh, with what you need. Provide groceries for a week for $30. You can do it every month. We call it the Good Neighbor Program. Or be as generous as you can. If you want to help three families, it's $90. Whatever you can be generous as you can. We've got one person on the line. we got two more phones available. Volunteers standing by. Yes, sir. Paul, behind you on the screen, Ron Hart, who I think would describe himself as a uh, rye libertarian. I believe just held up a check, Ron. Is that is, you flash some paper? Yeah, how much? A thousand dollars. Oh, incredible! Thank you, thank you. That's all right, so and, that, and that will be uh, matched at least in part. That's right. right. Well, that thousand dollars matches the the Lister Hill credit, yeah, you, right, right. and just like that, we we fed uh, over sixty five families just wow. like that. That's right, how it's Ron done. Hart. One and Paul, you don't check know Ron, time. but he grew up here, and uh-huh. he's always had an interest in, and a love for the place where he grew up. And uh, he's expressing that now, I think. And thank you, know, you so much. It, it, no matter what you th- your political persuasion, uh, you know, this is it. We, of course, whether you think government has a role or not, this is you know Spring Hill just reaching out to neighbors in need. You doing something to help neighbors in need. And so, Ron, thank you so much for your generosity. Sure. That is incredible. There we go. Chattanooga Food Bank does a good job too. I've been involved with them, Gary Chase, and some people here in Chattanooga. They do a really good, efficient job. Uh, I'm sure you know you guys know them through y'all's organizations. Yes, or yes for sure. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. If you want to join, don't get in on this. This is a this is not a spectator sport. You know, put on a jersey and get in the game. You can affect the outcome. There are more families we can feed today. Every gift matters. No gift too small, and I'll say no gift too large. If you can do $1,000, we call those leadership gifts. Be a leader today. You know, you, we complain about our political leaders in Washington or at the State House. Here's a chance for you to be a leader, get in the game, and help feed families in need. Your $1,000 gift or your $30 gift help one family at a time. Be as generous as you can and call this number, 615 439 Two nine two one. That's six one five four three nine two nine two one. Or give online at thewelloutreach.org. All right, Mayor Mulder and Mr. York. I want to get back to Mr. York. We were talking. You and I were talking about this. I think last week there was a uh, Mr. York. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. There we go. Uh, I believe a week or two ago, I went out to to cover with my microphone. A uh, some other local organizations had gotten together to buy a truckload of food for people in need 
and were giving away at a local church. And I went out to cover it uh, as a news story for these stations. And I was struck, and, and Mr. York, you had mentioned this before, and I think, and Mayor Mulder, I think you've seen this probably in, in your journey as mayor. There were probably there were hundreds of cars, probably more than a thousand cars in a line, just lined up with their trunks open, pulling up, and they they would be given I don't know how much food, but there's a lot of food, a lot of food, and it it didn't look like what I expected it to look like. Uh, these these families, you know, they they were not in old beat up cars. They you know had uh, fairly decent clothing. Nobody nobody was driving a Mercedes, uh, but you know a fairly late model car. Uh, they had fairly decent clothing on, and I thought to myself, okay, you know, I, this is not what I expected poverty to look like. But I I didn't get the impression that anybody out there was just you know it was a a, a fraud, you know, just getting free food when they didn't need free food. They they needed it. They really did. And I thought, well, okay, when times get a little hard, you got to pay. First of all, you got to have the car because if you don't have the car, you don't have a job, period. You know, you're just, you're out of luck. And then after the car, you've got to pay rent or, uh, you know, your house payment because if you don't, you're homeless. So where do you take it out? You take it out on food. And uh, I think that's what I was seeing out there. Mr. York, you you were telling me that. Yeah, yeah. You know, many people think that people in need are are loafers or shuckers and stuff of that nature. But there's many working poor out there that have to have a a decent car to go to work. They have to pay their rent. uh, But they lack on buying the foodstuffs uh, that that are required to, to support their family. And they need some help. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people mistaken because people need help. They're down and out. They're lazy and shiftless. Many of these people are working two jobs, maybe three, but can't get enough income York, to really take care of all their needs. Uh, and Shelly Shelley Sasson, executive director of the well, is just over here nodding her head at everything you're saying. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and, you know, sure. uh, uh, to the well, I must compliment them. Uh, whenever an organization comes and says we, we're a nonprofit and need to raise money, I always go to the organization and look at the 990. The 990 says how much compensation is being given to the people that's running it. And I look at the well and I see zeros. President, officers, what? Nobody gets paid. So that's a good thing because I believe less than 25% administrative costs ought to go to any organization that's nonprofit. So that's a good thing for the well. They don't spend any money, any salaries, and and you find a lot of organizations such as veterans organizations, they're spending four hundred and three hundred thousand dollars on people that, that work and uh thanks to the well they spend zero. All the revenue goes to the people that they're trying to help. Well I, I imagine Executive Director Sally Sasson would tell you that she gets paid, but certainly the well is one of the more efficient uh, nonprofits you will ever encounter. The threshold that you usually see in nonprofits is you want um a, a, a below 30 percent we're right at about 25 percent and we're even a little the reason why we're at 25 percent is because we uh, are an organization that's grown from serving 200 families a month three years ago to 1500 families uh you know a month right now and so we are trying to keep up but we do have some administrative costs the thing that i'm most proud of that we do is we work really really hard to get free food 
So if I can get free food, I don't have to buy as much food. And so for every dollar we spend on food, we raise two and a half dollars of free food. And we get that by doing grocery store rescues, by doing food drives, um, you know, by working with organizations, churches, businesses, Girl Scout groups. And so um, it's a lot of food. Right now, we talked about, I just want to mention this just real quickly. We've talked about the need and that the well is meeting these numbers. But I have to let you know and be very honest, it's getting more increasingly difficult to meet this need. When you go up, I don't perceive that in southern families. Middle Tennessee, yeah. you say you don't have borders, but southern Middle Tennessee basically is what you serve. I mean, I don't perceive that – I don't perceive things are getting better. This is a no. growing problem. No. And let me say to the well, yeah, I Mayor, go ahead. the efficiencies yeah. that they have, I mean, in, in what they do to, to take that dollar uh, as far as they do, I think is important. And the other thing, to your point about the – the crowd at, at, at the recent event. I mean, that's one thing that we've seen is that the stigma is has gone away, which I think is a good thing. I mean, folks, you know, maybe at a, one point in time didn't really want to have to go receive the, the food. But but I think that stigma has gone away thanks to organizations like The Will who, who make it a welcoming place and who make it a normal and okay thing to come in and, and to go through um, the grocery store and get the essential food items that they need. And the other thing too that I appreciate is is the the nurturing food that it offers. And it's really a healthcare issue when you consider that we have kids that need to be fed, that need to be eating fruits and vegetables, and and not always eating you know the sugary foods. And um, just knowing that the healthcare role that that plays in in, in help preventing um, you know future issues down the line on the healthcare um, uh, spectrum. So there's just so many things that that the well is doing, whether it be breaking barriers, or, uh, doing away with stigmas, or promoting a healthy food lifestyle. Um, you could just count the ways of all the things that the well is doing to contribute to this community. Oh, thank you. We're so thrilled right now, especially to partner with Second Harvest Food Bank. They have a local state grant that they're doing, that they're buying produce from our local farmers here in this area. And then the produce comes to the well. And so we do try to always have uh, fresh vegetables, produce. It's really nice to be able to offer that. And Mayor Chaz Mulder, once again, thank you so much for coming to help out. Thank you for all you do for Columbia. Uh, And uh, I I know you're been involved in in many such projects in and around this community and and it's appreciated thank you Dale. thanks for having me all right citizen goldsmith i think you've got another guest over there all right we do man it's the community coming together democrat republican libertarian no party at all you uh coming together to feed our neighbors in need and uh this is so exciting so uh i i love it because everybody can do something here's the number it's 615-439-2921 to call the well outreach right now now this is you know a little bit different on front porch radio uh this morning we're helping to feed our neighbors in need. Shelly from the Well Outreach uh, has shared that there's expecting 1,500 local families uh, to reach out to the Well for groceries. And, uh, and so we put out the call and so honored by all the gifts. We just had a call from Danny Grooms, uh, a Columbia a commissioner, just uh, gave a $1,000 gift to the Well Woo! and wants to challenge other city officials in Columbia and Mount Aww. Pleasant to donate. 
So the challenge has been issued. Uh, you know, everybody's got an yes. opinion on government, but here's a chance to you to, to give back as a citizen. That's why, you know, I, I as introduced to Citizen Goldsmith. I'm a donor supporter. I'm not asking you to do anything I don't do. We're coming together. And um, and so this is so exciting. We got pa- Pastor Andy Huddleston's here, too, uh, from uh, the church that started this whole thing. You know, Andy, uh, tell us about your heart for the well. Yeah, we, we saw a real need when we moved to Spring Hill uh, in 2003, and we wanted to do something to help out to people. And we saw there was a great organization in Columbia helping people and a great organization in Franklin helping people. But uh, if you lived in Spring Hill, there wasn't a great organization there to provide for your needs. So uh, we kind of used the analogy of there's a hospital in Columbia, there's a hospital in Franklin. We wanted to be an outpost in Spring Hill uh, because it doesn't make sense for somebody to pay $4 in gas to drive sure. to help get food. So we, we started that with just a small thing in mind, really. We had a small room, and we said we could start there and, and give some food to some people in need, and then to watch what God has done with that has been really fantastic. You said that was 2003? Well, we moved to Spring Hill in 2003. We started the well on Valentine's Day of 2006. Okay, so a little bit's changed in our area, if you haven't noticed, since 2006, and the need has grown with all of the people yep. moving in. And I know there's lots of thoughts about what to do with that, but right now the well is responding to the food crisis. 1,500 families expected next month for groceries. And so if you can be a part of the solution today, uh, give right now through the well online at the welloutreach.org or you can call this number 615-439-2921 that's 615-439-2921 every $30 helps one family with groceries for a week or you want to step up to the challenge like Danny Groom's just given a thousand dollar challenge uh, challenging other city officials from Columbia and Mount Pleasant, where the well is presently investing in Mount Pleasant in a big way, and, and Columbia as well, to feed as many people as we can. But we can't do it without your support. So would you call right now, 615-439-2921. That's 615-439-2921, or give online at thewelloutreach.org. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Now, Danny Grooms, I understand that you uh, – uh, I mean, maybe I missed it while I was out of the room just a second ago. You were instrumental in the founding of the well. Well, that, that was Danny that called in. We got Pastor Andy Huddleston that uh, just ah, just entered the studio. There we go. That's okay. Pastor Andy is on the board of the well, and he pastors the church that started the whole thing. There we go, Pastor. Yes. Uh, Pastor Huddleston, uh, tell me about your experience with the well. Well, it's it's been it's been great to see it go. And and uh, you'd stepped out, I think, a minute ago when we talked about launching it. But it really started in a very small organ, uh, room of our uh, offices. Uh, I think we had about 200 square feet to start with. Uh, smaller than this room we're in right now was the whole well. And then we watched it grow to uh, a thousand square foot space. And then we moved across town to a 1,700 square foot space. Now, how long ago was this, Pastor? Uh, we started in 06. Okay. Yeah. So we, every time we thought, man, this new place is huge. We'll, we'll never need all this space. And, and your and church is? Wellspring Christian Church in Spring and, Hill. And so... Your church saw a need. Yes, sir. And that's how this all got started. Yes, sir. I think the city of Spring Hill only had 11,000 people at that time back in 2006. Yeah, and something now like we're that. Oh, 55, yeah. 60,000. Right. So, yeah, big, big. Well, and our, our, our initial vision was just to take care of those in Spring Hill. But obviously the vision has grown well past that. We, we're helping people in Columbia and, and Lewisburg, Mount Pleasant. Uh, and we see that vision ending or continuing to grow beyond that. 
So That's we're very excited about it. Absolutely amazing. What a story. Just yeah. they, Your congregation saw a need, and you started out in the basement, and it just grew and grew. Well, and I want to say it's a it's a real, like, from the very beginning, we didn't want it to be our church's thing. Like, it's always right. been a community effort. And so we have lots of churches uh, in Spring Hill and some in Columbia who are already uh, joining us, and uh, along with businesses and individuals. So we definitely didn't want it to be our our deal. We wanted it to be the community's need. And, and the well is that. a 501c3 nonprofit today. Yes, you know, not affiliated with one specific organization, right. but instead partnering with Wellspring Christian, with the church at Station Hill, with Columbia Churches, all of them together. Sure. And Absolutely. So, yeah. Shelly, I, yeah, I, I understand completely. I, but the story here, though, I think is worth hearing that uh, uh, you've grown to what you are today from just yes. a small group of people in 2006 in the basement of a church saw a need, and uh, they they were right. Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I, the, I still remember one of the funniest moments, and this is our big challenge early on. There's been challenges all along the way. When we first started, we, we had our little room, and we had it decked out with food. And we had volunteers who were excited, and our big worry was we, there wouldn't be anybody to show up. And that was the truth for the first few times. We had several sessions where people would come in and volunteer two or three hours, and no one came for food. And so we just kept saying, they're going to come. If you just keep keep putting it out there, word will get out, they'll come. And, of course, now 1,500 families later a month, they are coming. And uh, we're, we're so excited to be able to expand that reach, just like the original vision of we don't want people driving from Franklin or Columbia to come get help in Spring Hill. We don't want people driving from Mount Pleasant all the way to Spring Hill to get food. We want to go to them. And help them get the help they need. Right. And that uh, new location, Shelly Sasson, Executive Director of the Well. When is that new location going to open in Mount Pleasant? Well, we've signed the lease. That's the first thing. Uh, we have been very fortunate to win some additional funding from the state, which is going to help us equip it. So we're working through that state grant. It's probably going to be closer to January or February, um, just waiting for that funding to come through. But it's going to enable us to serve you know, much bigger numbers. Wow. That, that is absolutely amazing. All right, I'm going to go around the room. You know, this is three dudes with a view. I'm dude with two number three, Del Kennedy. Normally, what we do here is two Democrats versus, uh, no, two Republicans versus one Democrat. We trash talk each other, discuss issues of the day, that kind of thing. We also have uh, guests in uh, from time to time to help either side. But my name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, I think, has exited the room. Uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. All right. Good morning. Good morning. And he, Mr. York would be the Democrat. He's a good Democrat, though, folks. <laughs> you know. Well, thank you. That's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, oh, Lord, folks, Mr. York is uh, talking about helping the community out. He's uh, served for many, many years and in so many different ways, uh, this community, whether it's his present service on the Murray County uh, Election Commission, uh, previous service on the Murray County School Board, and just as you, you've heard him talking about uh, charities and nonprofits, I mean, Ms. York's always there. He's always involved some way, mentoring young people who are trying to uh, graduate college, graduate high school and go on to college. Uh, Ms. York's, whatever it is, whether it's the well or something else, Ms. York's always been around to try to help Mr. York we appreciate it that's why you're thanks Dale and I guess you know the biggest thing I see is that uh, 
there are many families that that are in need. They're working, but uh, they're not making enough to to sustain what they what they have what they need. And food is one of those things. Food and health care seems to be the big issues when people are in need. Uh, that that drives this society crazy. And and we've got to remove the stigma when people need help. If people need help, they need help. And organizations like the Well can can provide that help uh, to bridge that gap, to help people uh, that are working hard, that are trying to raise families, uh, but still just come up short because of the economy in which they work in. So thanks to the well, keep doing a good job. Thank you, Ms. Thank you, yes. All right, regular special guest dude, Ron Hart, favorite son of Columbia, native son, Murray County, uh, uh, Central High School graduate of 1977. How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? How's everybody? And folks, Ron is already given generously uh, a nice big check a little while ago, which was in fact matched, I think, by another donor. So, wow, that's uh, that's that's a big deal. And and uh, Ron uh, went off into the wide wide world and did very well uh, after he graduated Columbia Central High School. And I know all this community appreciates your continued interest in your the community in which you grew up. Uh, Jerry Breidenbaugh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party, member of the Murray County Commission. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. Uh, and just, Paul, just to let you know, Danny Grooms represents the 10th district okay. on the county commission, which includes Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, very passionate, passionate representative uh, on the commission for his district. But I'm, I'm glad to be here and be a part of this. Uh, it's a, uh, a great project. I remember when the well got started, um, I was uh, a member of the, uh, Pregnancy Center of Middle Tennessee Board of Directors. Uh, we hired Kathy Cook, and Kathy was a big proponent of the well. So I, I don't have the deep pockets that Danny has, um, <laughs> but I, and I wish Chaz was still here because I will throw this out. It, it crossed my mind, and um, I, I will throw this out. It, it may not seem like a lot, but um, to all of the law firms in town, yeah, uh, the Brydenball Law Firm will pledge a hundred dollar check, and would challenge all of the other law firms in Columbia to do that or more. Thank you. you. Thank you. That's wonderful. There we go. All right. We're going to go back to uh, Citizen Goldsmith now. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm just and, a... and folks, Paul Goldsmith, I, I'm, I'm joking here. He's he has a professional life. Of, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but here he is volunteering his time. He is a member, a member of the board of directors for the well. That's right. And uh, he's he's had some experience in this type of fundraising event in his life. And so he is donating those services to the well right now. So Citizen Goldsmith, welcome. Thank you so much, Mr. Kennedy. Hopefully I can be one of the honorary dudes for the day because there you go. Uh, I love, we talk about important issues here. And one of those things it comes up is this whole idea of slacktivism. You know, everybody likes to share their opinion online about how to fix the world, but it, it's a whole nother level to actually do something about it. And I, I'm so inspired today by people coming from all sides of the aisle and political parties getting involved to support local families that are hungry, that just need uh, uh, some groceries in their pantry so they can feed their children tomorrow. Um, that matters. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Pastor Andy Huddleston is here from Wellspring Church. I mean, you're on the, the board of the well, and, and 
um, you know, I think sometimes Christians get a bad rap and sometimes rightfully so because, uh, you know, they behave badly. But this is an issue. I remember a few years ago, uh, people walking around with the WWJD bracelet. What would Jesus do? Right. Well, we don't have to guess. What did he do? You know, he's, uh, he fed the hungry. And, uh, and that's what we're asking, whether, you know, you're a follower of Jesus or not. Um, this is a good idea. Absolutely. I mean, in, in Matthew 25, he says that is one of the dividing lines between those who are really following him and those who are not, is that you take care of those who are, who are hungry, who don't have yeah. enough. And what an opportunity for us to do just that. I, I, know, that our, I know our focus for today and tomorrow is about uh, one-time gifts and matching funds and all that with the Radiothon. I, I would encourage you, if you're tied to a local church, as, as a pastor, there's a lot of mm-hmm. needs come your way. And you can't meet all the needs that come your way. But if you're if you're listening and you're in Columbia or Mount Pleasant, Spring Hill, uh, Lewisburg, we would love for you to go to your church and nag them on behalf of the well and say, hey, <laughs> there's a great organization. How can we be a part of that as a group? Uh, because the 1,500 families that are coming this month will also be coming next month and the next and the next. And that's a great opportunity. Yeah. And it, it what is it? Should be, oh, uh, think about this for a second. For churches, hey, you the rap, whatever, that that. Like like a, a nonprofit in five hundred one c or whatever, there's a number that you give to charity. Like if the church raises a million dollars, what went to charity? There should be a metric like that online because a lot of churches don't. I know they you know they do they do you know car washes and they send themselves to camp, um, but what they actually do for the community should be a metric that churches could be judged by. That'd mm-hmm. be an interesting website, Mister Yorker. Someone say, okay, this church has revenues of you know two million. And seven hundred thousand went to charity. The rest went to operations for the church or whatever. It'd be an interesting metric. I think that that would help churches a lot um, because there is this tendency of certainly the televangelist or whatever being a one way, <laughs> you know, one way street in terms of money going to the top, et cetera. Well, yeah. Ron, you find that a lot of churches do provide things in the community. They just do it on their own. You know, they don't band That'd together. Be part of it, though, that would go yeah. into it. I mean, the checks would be you know, if you do something with the community, and it's a part of the metrics, right? Same way with a with a nonprofit, some called Charity Navigator, that that looks at the the cost yeah. of. Um, you mentioned these some of these uh, you know some of these veterans things. They, they'll hire a celebrity and they'll go on TV and they'll, they'll be a heartthrob. You know, they'll they'll appear in people's <laughs> heart and raise money, but the the, the salaries uh-huh. are huge for these people. It's almost like a business model that they do these things when they go on TV with a celebrity. Uh, Charity Navigator does a good job of looking at the actual money, how efficient they are about putting it out. You know, uh, the Clinton Foundation was terrible about it. They they got. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're checking politics for today, Ron. Just uh, you know, that, he brings a great point, though, as far as you you know. I, when I uh, moved to Middle Tennessee, I I did uh, check out a church and ask where their money went. I think that's important to know. What's a church? It's just a group of people that say they believe something. Well, if you believe something, you do something. And Shelley Sassen's the CEO of the Well. I mean, you have a number of churches in Columbia and Spring Hill that adopt local schools, and uh, they provide provide what you call jetpacks to kids that don't have any food over the weekend. Yes, and um, we have local students, local children that sit at your children's lunch table that need food. And a good way to support those children is through our Jetpack program. It gives them weekend food support. Um, you can sponsor a local student for $225 a year. They'd be able to be fed through the entire school year every weekend and there's real stories of high school students stealing ketchup packets um thinking that you know the principal's following them to see why they have the ketchup packets 
in their pocket. And what they're doing is they're trying to eat them because they haven't eaten them the whole weekend. Shelly, and so you're, you can sponsor a student 250. Your church could sponsor a whole school. They can reach out to you at the well. Here's the number, 615-439-2921. Or for every $30, we're going to help feed another family in need. We're hoping to feed at least 700 families uh, through this campaign on Front Porch Radio. What part can you do? $300 would help 10 families. We've had a number of uh, generous supporters from all sides of the aisle this morning giving $1,000 and uh, just helping that immediately more of the need because um, we're, there's a record response of people uh, without enough resources for groceries. Would you respond right now? Be as generous as you can, but don't wait. Get involved. We've got a number of volunteers standing by at the well right now at this number. So here it is, 615-439-2921. Would you be one of three people calling right now? That's it. And don't wait for the other two. You'd be the first le- leader to step up and do something and uh, be as generous as you can. 615-439-2921. Or you can give online at thewelloutreach.org. Thank you for your generosity. There we go, folks, the well. Uh, and Kennedy Broadcasting is proud to be a part of this to uh, help out the well. I have watched the last few years as their mission has grown and their expertise has expanded you know it takes expertise to give away food mm. i mean you you have to as shelly has talked about as executive director she's here with us i mean first of all if you're going to feed a family and i assume your standard families four people maybe uh if you're going to feed them for a week for 30 bucks uh you've got to be efficient at getting oh, that absolutely food. absolutely yeah you got to find lots of ways to get free food. You have to rally the community together because you cannot d- do this work by yourself. It's just too big. It's all of us together. And um, we always say efficiency is a way of showing respect and honor. And we work really, really hard at that. We can normally feed anywhere up to about 18 families in one hour through our pantry. And so efficiency is important, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's to, to get it done on time at the price you want to get it done. Uh, you've got to have the expertise of the well. And uh, so, I mean, I challenge anybody out there to go, uh, Pastor, you, I mean, you can't feed your family for 30 bucks. That's right. That's right. And, well, actually, I would love to jump in on that because I okay, think the go. efficiency is Pastor so key. Huddleston. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you say there's a kid in the school who doesn't have enough food to eat, I'd like to fix that. There's no way for you just listening to the radio to go into the school and give them $10 right. or whatever to right. say buy them food. And yet you know they need food because during the week, the state is buying them lunch to make right. sure they're hearing right. right. You can't learn if you're hungry. And so then on the weekend, those same kids who are getting help during the week don't have anything to eat. And when people hear that, they go, we, we can't allow that to be true in our community. But you can't just go give money to the school to fix that. You can't find the families to fix it. No, so through no. the well, the well is able to do it in an efficient way. And hundreds of kids across the community are get, being fed in addition to their families. Uh, through the Jetpack program, which is really just they've, essential, they've got the expertise and the know-how to make it happen for thirty bucks a week for a family. Yeah, and uh, they've got the expertise to uh, get together the they're called Shelly. They they called. Why do you call them Jetpacks? Oh, that's a good question. That was before me. I, I think it's just supposed to be providing fuel to give them through the weekend. Okay. So a jetpack. Right. Well, yeah. well, I think the stigma thing was one of the deals for us, too. We, we didn't want it. You're talking about when you first started? The yeah, well. when we first started the jetpacks, we, we wanted to do, we were meeting as a church in Spring Hill Elementary School, 
and we knew there's a lot of kids in need in Spring Hill Elementary, and we wanted to address those needs. But we didn't want to call it, um, you know, some places call it blessing bags or whatever, which is kind of organization-centric. It's like it's helping adults know what we're doing. We didn't want it to be focused on adults. We wanted to be focused on kids. And so we wanted we called it Jetpacks. We got a cool little logo with a guy, you know, flying through the air with a cape or whatever initially. And the idea was we wanted a kid to to receive that help and not feel awkward about it or stigmatized about it. So Jetpacks was just kind of a, a fun way to give that idea um, that we're giving them fuel to take off in their life. And we found, not just through our organization, but country organizations around the country, when they – get help on the weekend, so many other metrics go down. So uh, trips to the nurse go down because these kids are healthier. Uh, attendance on Monday and Friday go up. Yes. Uh, the scores go up. Reading levels go up. And, of course, that then leads to all kinds of metrics beyond just that class year. Um, you know, I, there's been a lot of talk about politics on this show and in, in this last little bit. I think there's no issue that's less political than a hungry kid. Like no. Whatever, whatever caused no. that, whatever mom or dad are doing or not doing, if that kid's hungry, it's not their fault, and, and, and that, we can help feed that. And and that, in my mind, or to my observation, that that hungry child on the weekend—that's a whole different type of poverty, uh, and that you know that may result from a, a child, probably does result from a child who's in a dysfunctional home. Uh, you know, parents have, have got are not present, uh, perhaps drug problems, perhaps in jail, or perhaps just working around the clock, you know, and but just not there to uh, make sure that child has food over the weekend. And, again, Seth Campbell was in here uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's a teacher at Mount Pleasant High. And, Shelly, he was ta- He's we, we mentioned those jetpacks that – well, that y'all do about fourteen hundred of them a week now. Yes, yes, fourteen hundred jetpack and, bags. And like eighteen different schools or something. Twenty-eight schools, twenty-eight wow. local schools. Yeah, Williamson wow. and Murray County. Wow! And so uh, y'all work with the school to identify the the children who need these jetpacks, send them home with them over the weekend, so they got a weekend's worth of food. That's just. And Seth Campbell, the teacher from Mount Pleasant, was just he said. This is great. This is just awesome. It's really making a difference in these kids' lives. Can I tell you a 30-second story about that real quick here? We had a, a principal from one of those schools just tell us um, her, a, a parent came into her office crying on a Thursday afternoon and said, my son Michael's been out sick all week. And she was just, tears were just streaming down her face. And she said, can we please get Michael's jetpack tomorrow? I know he won't be here, but can I pick it up for him? And the principal was like, of course, we'll give it to you. This woman was so upset and so tear-stricken and grief-stricken because she knew that if he wasn't there to get his jetpack, that he wouldn't have food over the weekend. And what this principal told us, and this goes to with students and also our families, the food that we are giving them, the food that the well is able to provide all of our guests, students, families, is not supplemental food. It's the essential food that they don't have in their pantries or in their houses. Wow, that's amazing! All right, folks, we got another guest here with us. Uh, we're the three dudes are. You know, we're going to be talking about on this station and our sister station WKRM. We're going to be talking about the well all day today and tomorrow. But three dudes are about to sign off. Uh, but Kyle Cheek from the Murray County Sheriff's Department has just walked in the door. Uh, the Murray County Sheriff's Department and Bucky Rowland, the sheriff, are always out there. Uh, how should I say this? Bucky Rowland is a different kind of sheriff, and 
has committed himself to making a difference in the community, not by just fighting crime, but by trying to help out people uh, who, uh, but by trying to prevent crime by helping people, I'd say is the right way to put it. Kyle Chick, how um, you doing, man? Uh, good morning. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I wanted to make sure I came back. I actually have a check from on behalf of the Murray County Association <laughs> of School Resource Officers for three hundred dollars. So um, it's it's a big thing, and um, with my SROs in all the schools, we see this every day and how much benefit it helps to uh, all the kids of Murray County and, and surrounding counties. But being in the schools here in Murray County, I've been an SRO on and off for 24 years now. Uh, I supervise all the SROs, and it's it's huge every day in these kids' lives of what we're able to do and what the community is able to do and the well outreach. This Jetpack program is, I mean, it's invaluable for these kids to be able to, to have something to eat on the weekends. And you can see the uh, smiles on their faces. I mean, and it's unbelievable, of, like she's talking about, of what good it's doing for for these kids because they don't have food on the weekends a lot of times and uh, in fact uh, I, I've seen it firsthand and and talked to kids at school and and to where you know they're wondering where that next meal is going to come. And Kyle, you have sort of a unique perspective, and just for people who don't know, SROs are student resource school, officers, school resource school officers, school resource officers. Yes, sir. And the Murray County Sheriff's Department has at least one in every school in the county. Correct? Yes, sir. We do. And, uh, we're actually growing a little bit, but we do have one in every school and we have a couple of schools that have two. And so, and so these are deputy sheriffs who yes, are there sir. now they're, and they're there in case there is trouble of some kind. We're, it's like a triad concept where there is law enforcement, mentors and counselors there you go so okay. it's a little bit of everything and and so and as the supervisor of the student resource officers in murray county you have a, a very unique perspective because you hear about what's going on in the schools yes every sir. day i do and i've actually had the fortune i've been an sro in an elementary level a middle school level and a high school level and it's it's unbelievable and and murray county has had an officer in every single school for for 24 years now wow oh, thank you and and we've had uh people in here teachers uh talking about what a tremendous difference the sro's make as you say they're 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 there in case there's some sort of trouble if they have to make an arrest or whatever but they they do most of the time what they're doing is interacting with students uh, in a positive way, and and we hear about it. Well, most of the time, to be honest, it's 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 outside the law enforcement realm. On eighty five to ninety percent of the time, it's there to be a mentor. It's there to make a difference. It's there to make sh- sure kids are safe for for starters. That's our number one priority. But then we start encouraging kids to to do better, to be that mentor. To actually, if you're in the high school level, you can actually you know, take some of these kids on your wing and make sure they're graduating from high school. So it's a lot of different different aspects of what SROs do on a daily basis. There we go. And uh, the Murray County uh, deputies, let's see, that's reserve deputies? What, what oh, no? Murray County Association of School Resource Officers. So we there have we our go. own 501c3. Oh, wow. And we love giving back, too. I mean, that's just, when we do our rodeo in July, that's we're able to, to raise money for causes like this. So we like to give back to the community just like the community gives back to us. This the means Murray so County much. Association of School Resource Officers. Kyle Chick, this this is a, yeah, this, this is a Shelly Sass is over here shaking her head. This, I, she's I, about to cry. I, I am yes. 
Thank you so much. It means so much well, to I listen do this to the work show. together. I listen to the show every day, and I heard it on when I first got to the office. So I ran to the office, got a check, says, hey, we've got to help also. Eric, Thank I, you. Awesome. What Eric. a difference. What Thank a, you so yes. much. Yes. Come back anytime, Kyle. We'd love to have you. Uh, all right, folks. We are the three dudes are tuning out. Uh, I'm not sure where we go next, but I know we're going to be talking about the well on this station, on our sister station, WKRM, all day long. And I may be back with you at some point. Meantime, uh, wherever we're going, Coach, where are we going?